So if you're listening and you have the desire to be a successful hairstylist, you definitely need to work hard at it. You know, it, it doesn't come easy, doesn't come overnight. And like Lindsay said, there's some things that you're going to be better at than other things. And you just have to make a choice whether you want to be someone that specializes in certain things or like Nadine said, you have to know, you know, what I'm going to do and what I'm comfortable doing and, you know, work towards being great at those things. You can't be a jack of all trades and master of none. You can't do everything great. You can do everything, you know, kind of good. But if you want to, you know, maximize your potential, choose and work hard at the things that you love to do and be good at that. My name is Chastity Stevenson. I've been doing hair for over 11 years. As you know, a woman's hairstylist means more to her than just doing her hair. Over the years, I've put my therapist skills to the test. The salon is a place not only for personal venting, but also for discussion of current events amongst a community of women. So if this chair could talk, this is what it would say. Hi, everyone. I want to welcome you to the next episode of If This Chair Could Talk. And I want to give you a little glimpse into how I got started in the hair industry. And what better way than to sit you down with our self-proclaimed top five of the Aveda <laughs> Institute of <laughs> Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So here are four of my good cosmetology friends that, you know, we've been connected since day one. So we'll go around. I want to introduce, uh, have each one of them introduce themselves. And we will start with you, Julie. Tell everyone a little bit about you. My name is Julie and I've been doing hair for 11 years. Um, I'm located in Houston now, but I was in Baton Rouge for like the first eight years of my career, nine years of my career. And I specialize in color cuts and um, tape and extensions, kids, men, all of that stuff. And just started rebuilding my business here about two years ago. Awesome. And next, next up, we have Nadine. Hi, everyone. My name is Nadine. I'm located in Donaldsonville, Louisiana. I've been doing hair for about 20 plus years, but I've been legal for 11. I <laughs> yes, legal. Except natural hair, box braids, feed in braids, but basically I do everything else. Okay. Next up, we have Latoya. Um, Hi, I'm Latoya. I'm from Amit, Louisiana. I've been licensed, I guess it's 11, I can't remember y'all. But uh, overall, I've been doing hair since about 97, getting paid. So 20 plus years. Um, I specialize in a little bit of, I do it all. Like I don't discriminate, but as far as sew-ins and braids, I don't do. But everything else that walks through the door, I do. All right, and Lindsay. Hi, I'm Lindsay. I'm located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, originally from New Orleans. I specialize in natural hair, healthy hair care regimens, and hair care maintenance. And I've been doing hair for about the same amount of time, about 20 years. So, yeah, here we are. And I'm Chastity. And my friends will tell you, what don't I do, guys? I still don't do the same thing that I would not do in hair school. Does anybody <laughs> remember what I don't braids, do? Braids. Short hair. Short hair. Thank you, Toy. And I don't do braids. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so nothing has changed. I still get anxiety. And I will refer them right on out the door to someone who is better <laughs> equipped than myself. So... As you guys can see, there is a uh, discrepancy in how long we have been doing hair. None of us can agree on the year we graduated. 
So I don't know if uh, does anyone have any hardcore proof of the year because we have been 2008. 2008, Nadine. 2008. Oh, Nadine. 2008. That's the year we graduated with with conviction. That's the year we graduated. Clocked out. 2008. Okay. What date, Nadine? Because I think you know the date. It may be written down somewhere, but I know I got it. But everybody's was different, though, because we were a few hours off. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. it was July. I think it was yeah, July. Yeah, it was July. Right? Yeah. Okay. Who went first? So, Do y'all remember? I think, think Chastity went first. Yeah. yeah. And then who? Chastity, and then I think me. Because I know a lot of us were standing by the clock at the same time. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So, let the record state that we have been doing here for 12 years, right, Nadine? License. We just made license for legal, like Nadine. We were trapping trapping for a minute. (laughs) So we have been legal (laughs) for 12 years. So we just had, I guess, our 12th anniversary, right? Yeah. And safe to say, we are all still in the game. We're all still doing, you know, uh, major things. And I think for most of us, like this is the first time in 12 years that we have all like been together, so to speak. I mean, I know some yeah, groups have been able to. Yeah, because I, I left in 2012. So that was eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I know okay. I haven't seen laid eyes on my cousin Nadine in a minute so um i'm so happy to have everyone you know all together it's our cosmetology reunion so uh thank you ladies for taking your monday um you know how we feel about our mondays and our time off to um kind of reminisce and um catch up so as you can see everybody's in different areas and i want to know how do you feel you know cosmetology school or attending the the school that we chose has helped or uh, not helped your career? Um, Because there are, you know, some aspiring salon professionals that are listening in. There are some people that, you know, um, I get these questions all the time, you know, about what school did I go to and, you know, what kind of salons have I worked in prior to moving to Charlotte? So I want to get your perspective on, you know, how you feel a beta impacted your career thus far. So we'll start with you, Julie, again. I honestly, I was just answering this for a client the other day, and I think that it really wouldn't have mattered where I went to school because they just prepare you for the state board. You know, I mean, like they didn't teach me anything that I actually use. I don't have any perm rides in my salon because I'm not messing with the perm. They cost $1 million. I mean, that's it. Like, so nobody's coming there for that. But y'all know that we did all the perms in school. So all um, the perms, all of them. But yeah, so I, um, I don't think, you know, I haven't teased anybody's head to look like a football helmet either, ever. (laughs) And I could have learned that, you know, anywhere. So I don't know. But I mean, I'm glad that I went there because it does have a name brand attached to it that I guess in certain salon settings makes you sound better. I don't know. I don't know have anything else to compare it to, honestly. But was it worth $20,000 or whatever that we paid for? (laughs) That's questionable, I think. I don't know. The jury's still out on that one, huh, Julie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Nadine? Well, it helped me basically with color, the mixing, but everything else I was pretty good with. I knew, basically. But other than that, like Julie said, them 20 plus grain, 
I don't know. But I did try other schools and talk to other people that had went to other schools and like the things they were telling me at certain schools, I'm not going to say certain names, like some schools, they were basically teaching itself. Mm. And Aveda did teach me. I wasn't teaching myself. That's correct. I would agree. Um, I definitely think that, like Julie said, the name carries weight. I think especially when you, it's a million hairstylists, you know what I mean? And people, you know, a lot of people associate, you know, different status and different skill sets with different names. So I think to your point, that does carry weight with, you know, people that care about stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, I have expressed that getting continued education is where I really felt like I was able to like excel and set myself apart from, you know, the next person. Toya, what are your views of, as far as our school of choice? Um, I would agree with Julie and Nadine, like as far as the color, like I, I do feel like that they taught me a lot about color, but as far as the name, I feel like we really, especially out of the five of us, we could have really went anywhere because I look at it like we had the drive to like, oh, if we didn't understand something, we just like deboed our way in there and we figured it out. But, and like Nadine said as well, a lot of schools don't teach that. They're just teaching you the basics and a lot of the other stuff, either you got to try to figure it out yourself or do continuous education. I agree. And, And then I get a lot of people that, like I said, with the whole color thing, like with knowing like that you are Aveda trained or things like that, which I don't still use their color line, but I think that's what I meant as far as like, they know that there are certain things, certain schools or certain brands are known for, you know what I mean? So I agree as well. Lindsay, what is your take on it? I basically feel the same way that we could have gone anywhere and been equally successful as we are now, just because of our personal drive and ambition to, you know, to get where we need to be in our career of choice. But in terms of Aveda Institute, I feel like out of the, the choices, that was probably the best choice that we could have made in terms of, their, yeah, their brand that, you know, they put in a lot um, in the beginning, for sure, to establish, you know, their reputation. And it still stands and holds internationally to this day. So, I mean no place is perfect because nobody's perfect and everybody has something that they can do better um, as far as the the educators and you know the the faculty and all of those people and I'm just speaking because I just you know recently went back so I'm speaking from a whole different you know viewpoint now because as a student it was totally different but I think it was it was a good choice overall well and I think a lot of things that I try to explain to clients is that, you know, like Julie said, hair school just teaches you the basics. So, you know, if you want to learn more and if you want to be the best, you have to already, I feel like, possess some sort of like natural Mm -hmm. talent. And cosmetology school just kind of builds on like the more technical side of things. And, you know, you can kind of tweak and hone in on like, you know, the things like that you need to get better at, like Lindsay said, but you can't just... (laughs) as I can think back to some of our classmates, just be like, I'm going to go to hair school and I'm going to be the best. Like, and I'm going to be booked and busy and that <laughs> is nowhere near the case. So um, thankfully I've forgotten their name, but yeah. I think we all know. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so That's I want hey, it's the truth. It's the ugly truth. So if you're listening and you have the desire to be a successful hairstylist, you definitely need to work hard at it. You know, it, it doesn't come easy, doesn't come overnight. And like Lindsay said, there's some things that you're going to be better at than other things. And you just have to make a choice whether you want to be someone that specializes in certain things or like Nadine said, you have to know, you know, what I'm going to do and what I'm comfortable doing and, you know, work towards being great at those things. You can't be a jack of all trades and master of none. You can't do everything great. You can do everything, you know, kind of good. But if you want to, you know, maximize your potential, choose and work hard at the things that you love to do and be good at that. I agree. Does anybody know, can anybody explain to the listeners why we named ourselves top five? Because we were I don't know who came up with Probably Julie. Who came up with that? Probably Julie. It sounds like something I would come up with. <laughs> yeah, but you know, everyone thought that we were like private eye investigators. Like we yes. already got our license and we were just coming back. <laughs> Who we thought like, that? No. I was going to say, did everybody think that or did we try to make them think no. that? No, we think no. That. they thought that. They did. did. Like our classmates? Yeah. Because yeah. you know, the when you after school, we would go home and do hair. Like, getting paid. Remember? Oh, okay. That's true. Okay. Well, for those of you who can see us, as you can see, there are four of us, and there's one of us that's not like the other. Our good girlfriend, Julie. So, Julie, can you please tell everyone how you infiltrated and how you have become an integral member of the top five? I have no clue why y'all accepted me into this group, honestly. I think because I was funny, maybe. And I didn't care. But you know what I think it is? <laughs> what? Remember how you said you used to wipe the walls? I was waiting for somebody to bring up the cleaning. <laughs> waiting for somebody to bring it up. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't remember this at all. Basically. We have to talk about it later. <laughs> we can talk about it here. We can cut anything out. I don't know. I was telling some story about was it Adderall or something? And I was sleeping. <laughs> I think somebody in the class was like hyped up on some pills or something and I was saying how one time I took that and like cleaned the bathroom all day or something and <laughs> anyway then I it just became this like joke so that's probably right. why we were friends is because none of us were on drugs yeah that must have been it right yeah <laughs> there you go we were, I do were remember Julie it was something it was something we were doing when we were doing like quotas I felt like and Julie was like could you know it was something that we were good at or more or maybe like one or two of us and julie's like oh, i'm gonna come over here with that i don't know if it was like roller setting it was, just <laughs> it, was the it was something that julie's like nah i don't know what these white girls up here doing but these black girls they know how to get these <laughs> these pins on base off base pin curls everything and i think it was the finger was, wave it was probably the oh. finger wave because y'all had me like I was an expert at the finger wave by the time the pool was over with. <laughs> I need to do one just for fun. I'm gonna do that and send y'all a picture randomly. Okay, I gotta find a do. short hair mannequin. Yes, I think it was something like that. So that is the story of how we adopted on our beloved Julie and have not <laughs> let go <laughs> ever since. So we had some good times. We had some crazy times. Who who was your favorite teacher? Mr. Mr. Corey. Corey. Mr. Corey. Mr. Corey. 
Rest in peace, Mr. Corey. What did Mr. Corey, what did he teach? Or was he just on the floor? Was he chemical? Chemical. I know y'all were kind of creeping, um, what did he used to say? Creeping something. Creeping oxidation or something? If you don't oh watch that relax out. Yes. Y'all have some good flawless. memories. Yeah, I remember a lot I, of stuff. I forgot all about I forgot all about that, but yes, now that you bring it up, and Mr. Corey's hair, y'all. Yes. Laid. Yes. Laid yes. to the gods. <laughs> yes. So we love you, Mr. Corey, and thank you for all the things that you taught us. And apparently we're still carrying them <laughs> with us <laughs> twelve years later. Um let me ask you guys this. If you could go back. Would you do it all over again? As far as deciding to do hair, yeah, I don't know. I go back and forth on that one. Ooh, that's what I was about to say. Y'all look slow to answer. Because everything I done did, I always went back to doing hair. Yeah. I never, I done went to school for other things and finished, but I still went back to doing hair. Why is that? Something I just like doing, and I make my own hours. <laughs> <laughs> that part <laughs> yeah I agree I, really I, th I think the same thing it's I love doing it I love the people too like I like hearing everybody's stuff and the therapy that kind of goes with it but I also enjoy the art side and mostly the hour part I mean right now I'm rebuilding and so I can't say that I'm making my own hours I kind of am because of I don't have a full book yet but I'm getting there I'm pretty close and once I do I can definitely start making my own hours and I like that. I like being able to work when I want to or need to or whatever. What about you, Toya? I would have still went to hair school, but I think I would have went to hair school before I actually got my degree. So I would have just switched that around because I feel like it was a downside to it because I went to college first. But mm -hmm. I mean, I still would. But you still would have gone. Yeah, I still would have gone, but. I would have did that first and then worked my way up because I could have found more opportunities in the cosmetology field as well, which I still can, but I don't know. I just felt like I should have done hair first and then got my degree since I was already okay. doing it out of high school. Got it. Um, I actually, I feel the opposite. I mean, like, I think having gone to college, and I think I would say this all the time in hair school, is like, because I felt like if I did three plus years of going to class and, you know, we saw how, how hard some people, you know, had it trying to come to hair school for 13 months. You know what I mean? So I think the discipline that I had being able to operate on my own as far as college, like hair school was nothing. And then I think also from the business side of things, like, although I was, you know, I wasn't a business major in college, I just still felt like it benefited me so much more in my business having, you know, had a college degree because I feel like you get a lot of you get those lucky few who you know don't have to go to college and you know they're still able to be creative behind the chair but also behind the computer or behind the desk as well because as we know it's both sides to it especially when it comes to like finances and things like that because I always tell people hairstylists are we're interesting people we right. are you know as, as most creatives are you know what I mean whether it's a, a painter or a musician like it's an interesting group of people and we can we can be a lot but I think, and all over the place. So it's like a catch 22. Like you can be, you know, creative and good, but also like if I can't get you to come to work and I can't get you to be on time and I can't get you 
to, you know, spend your money, you know, where you should, then it's kind of counterproductive. So um, for me, I, I felt like I still tell like my younger clients that come and they know that I've gone to college, you know, I still encourage them, you know, that's yeah. the path they on, go ahead and go to college. But also like, if you don't want to, like college isn't for everybody, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I don't think it would be a waste, but I think that you can still be successful if you don't do it. You just have to like, you know, know your strengths and weaknesses. So what do you think, Lindsay? Just in general, if you could go back, would you still go to cosmetology school? Yeah. And that's just because it's something that I've always loved doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a commonality for young ladies in my area where I grew up to just, you know, do hair with or without license. And I found that, you know, when I was young, it was something I really enjoyed doing. So I knew eventually I would go to school for it. Yeah. I just didn't know it was going to be like, you know, Katrina that kind of brought all of that on. Right. But, um, but yeah, I would, I would definitely do it again. Well, I think the fact that we're all still doing it says that, you know, it, we're truly passionate about it because we know, you know, people fall off and back on and, you know, like, to, like Nadine said, you know, it's still something that she always came back to. So I think that's, that speaks volumes. Um, what new things are you guys working on, like, in your business? I know, like we said, it's been a while since we've all, like, connected. So um, we'll start with you, Nadine. Anything new that you've done since 2012? 2008, sorry. Right off the top of my head? Mm-mm, no. Okay. Do so you still have your own salon? Yeah, I have my own salon. Same place. Same location. Nothing changed. You see how much pump it up you got I got some, but I was, I've been trying to switch to the new expression. Are you serious? That shit, how many didn't pump it up? That's why I go back to pump it up. Hey, dude, I am weak. But you know I still got some. I know you still got some pump it up, honey. I know you and Lingo to pump it up. That's what I really need to know. Like, pump it up. Please sponsor my friend, Nadine, because, honey... Nadine, y'all, I told Nadine, these Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, wild right. hairstyles, Nadine been, been in the game as far as, that, that, in the game as far as that's concerned, so y'all ain't got nothing on Nadine, we're gonna have to get Nadine to send us some pictures, so y'all can truly appreciate this work of art, it's, it's an artistry, because that is also something I cannot do, so, uh, Toya, what about you? I cannot, I cannot, no. What oh, was yeah. the question, man? It's uh, overall business or like business ventures or as far as like your hair business, like anything. Like I know Julie says she's like rebuilding and things like that. I mean, and it's okay if you know it's not anything pertaining to that. I was just trying to see what you guys are doing. I found some new little hobbies that I think I may turn into businesses, hopefully. But as far as a stylist, my body is kind of telling me, like, girl. Ooh, yes. <laughs> well, you know, we the oldest, are you? Okay, all right. 37 is <laughs> good, though. <laughs> well, it's going to be 38. Yeah. So. Well, Lindsay's the youngest, right? Is Lindsay the yeah. youngest? Okay. Julie, what I'm about you? Oldest. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. What? I'm sorry. I, didn't I know. That's what I thought about. Yeah, you are the oldest. Oh, yeah, you is older than us. Oh, 
Julie, you might shouldn't even said anything. <laughs> I mean, I just turned 39, so y'all are right behind me. Right behind oh, me. Right behind me. <laughs> okay. Um, Julie, what about you? You know, I was super busy in Louisiana. And unfortunately, I felt like all I was doing is like kind of maintaining all my clients there, um, you know, touching up the roots, kind of doing the same, like, maybe they go a little darker, maybe they go a little lighter, maybe they go a little shorter or whatever. But I just was booked so solid that extensions weren't something that I had time for, um, unless we mm. booked them out like months and months out. And then just like the maintenance that came with them was just not doable for my schedule. So that's something that I've really been focusing on since I moved here, because it's obviously it's a great moneymaker and it's super easy, especially with the tape-ins. I haven't like tackled any sew-in situation yet. There's a girl like back to staying in your lane and knowing what you're good at. There's a girl like at, I work at, <laughs> y'all didn't teach me how to do that. So, you know, and I only want to learn. That bit. So, no. We didn't teach you how to do what? I'm sorry, y'all. I had to go oh, in step out for a second. Oh. No, but there's a girl across the hall from me. Um, I work at a solo salon, so there's like multiple studios, like in one building. And there's a girl that does amazing braids and sew-ins and all that stuff. So <laughs> almost feel like I would direct someone that wanted that to her because uh, she'd be way faster and obviously better. Um, and then there's a girl that does like rainbow crazy hair down the hall, and like that's also something I'm not a fan of. So you know, I would send them to her. So okay. anyway, but as far as extensions go, that's something that I've been trying to get more like classes on and also just more clients in. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. So were you, you were in a suite in Louisiana too, right? Mm -hmm. For a bit. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like, like the suite? I love it. I was at the one in Baton Rouge for six years. And then when I moved here, I got a studio, um, same company, Sola. And I actually went back and forth to Baton Rouge and Houston uh, for a year while I built up the clientele here. Because mm -hmm. everyone books online and, you know, Instagram and all that stuff. So I was able to go back and forth for a year until I felt comfortable to take the leap and just stay. Well, kudos to you. Because as you know, I moved <clears throat> eight years ago. And it, I mean, it's, it can be, you know, a scary thing, especially like you said, when you, you know, have your clients and your right. full book. And it's like that level of, you know, uncertainty of yeah. like yeah, what am I going to do? Are people going to like me as much here? Or are they going to want the same thing? Because, you know, it's kind of just like, you know, I would agree that for me, it's been worth it. I I miss y'all and I miss the food. That's about it. <laughs> when it comes to Louisiana. Uh, so I moved here. And as you guys know, uh, you know, to open my own salon. And finally, eight years later, I actually opened my own salon suites. So I did sound comparable to like where you are, Julie. I moved into a salon suite and I was there since 2013. And I was able to kind of see like what I liked. About, I, I love working for myself. I love working by myself. Y'all yes, know I do not too. play well with others. Yes. So <laughs> I love like... <laughs> It's one thing to be your own boss, but I think as like, you know, even in the salon, you you know, to a degree, you kind of, you know, you're all boss when you make it to a certain level, but mm -hmm. ooh, working in a space alone yes. is best is, thing ever. I love it. It is. No I can't go back. That's why I had to do the no. back and forth because I just couldn't. No. I went no. and looked at other places and thought I'll build here and then do it and I just couldn't. Yeah, and I didn't want to have to learn a new salon culture and the way they did things. I don't want to ask anybody for vacation and approve time off. Like, and I think that 
um, my clients like the more exclusive experience, you know, so like knowing that they're not in there with, you know, a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. And um, so what I did was took the model that I was in and kind of revamped it because as you know, like a lot of those places aren't built by stylists. They're mostly built right. by, you know, developers or people who know that this makes good money. So I wanted to take like my experience and kind of mesh the two together and try to create something more functional for people like me. So I think it makes a difference when you're in a space and know that like the details were thought out by someone who uses it like you do. So um, I'm really excited about that. It's Sky Salons. So um, that's my newest venture and it has been a labor. Thank you. (laughs) A labor of love, especially with COVID, you know, um, none of us saw that coming. How has that affected? Obviously I know we've, all been closed down um but outside of that what has been you know your biggest challenge uh let's start with Lindsay. my biggest challenge since covid uh, is basically just trying to find uh, other ways to earn income right like yeah it's just it's just been really hard because our main thing is contact with people and so um, I had some plans and stuff in the works before all of that happened, but it was just like, okay, you can't waste time. You know, you have to really get on the ball. If you have an idea about something, you have to really just go for it because, you know, you never know when a pandemic is going to you know, break out. But it's definitely been challenging getting back into work because we're still under like 50% occupancy and... So I used to, you know, be able to multitask and do a lot more clients. And now it's literally like one client at a time. And it's just only so much you can do in a day. So my capacity is down at 50%. And I would, I would like to say that, you know, my earning is also down that equally as much, if not a little bit more, basically mm-hmm. with what's going on right now. So it's hard, but I think that we will get through this, you know, in the industry. We're going to definitely uh, prevail. So... I'm not worried. What about you, Nadine? Well, before COVID, you already know I'm strictly business. I mean what I say. So I was doing appointments only. You can't be late or you got to go. So the only thing, like the time off, that was, you know, my income stopped for that time off. But it was like once it came back for the rules and regulations, it was basically the same because I don't have a lot of people appointment only. You don't bring nobody with you. If they ain't getting their hair done, don't sit there. You already know what time of day it is. Don't come to me with all that. Because they did. I don't know why. Like, people think that I am, like, strict, okay? (laughs) They think that, like, I have completely lost my mind. And my clients know, like, I do not play. But I just want to thank you for being on the same page and expressing it. Because sometimes I think people think that, like, what I'm requiring is, like, totally unheard of and you know but this is my business this is how I eat this is how I pay my bills and these are the rules exactly if you can't abide by there's the door y'all heard say it one more time Nadine if you can't abide by there's the door where is it exactly I have two (laughs) regular emergency exit (laughs) 
love it. I love it. I'm coming. Toya, <laughs> what about you? Um, of course, productivity is down a lot because here in Texas, it's still a fifty percent. I guess as well. And um, one thing I would tell any stylist or person that's inspiring to be a stylist: always have like two, three, four streams of income. Like. Make if you want to be a stylist, make that your number one. But just always have something. I always have a ram in the bush because, like, with the whole COVID thing, like, I would have never expected like being off of work for what three or four months. I was off, and it does something to you. But um, like Lindsay said, we're gonna get through it. But we just gotta go through through the motions. What about you, Julie? Again, since I'm rebuilding my 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 business I'm, I've kind of only been getting I've been able to just do one client at a time which I never did in Baton Rouge I always had like two to three clients so that was already just weird moving here what was a little off was whenever we could, went back everybody obviously wanted to get in and I could only I couldn't double book myself but I mean I feel like it, the solo or the studio setting it's kind of COVID compliant I think we've gotten even busier actually like as far as the brand goes they've gotten busier not me because some of my clients whose parents have been going to like some fancy place in the mall or near the Galleria area, they don't feel comfortable with them because they're, you know, whatever, not they're too old or they're health, whatever. And so they, right. they now come to me and there's, you know, they're alone in the studio unless you're same household. Um, and then I'm masked. Actually, I wear a face shield because mm -hmm. I need to breathe, but I'm in a face shield. They're in a mask. And um, so it hasn't been too bad. I mean, obviously the two months off work was not great, but, yeah, um, I had saved in preparation. I mean, I already wasn't paying myself very much anyway. I've already been mm -hmm. living on <laughs> peanuts for a minute. So <laughs> it wasn't like a big punch for me. But yeah, I definitely I enjoyed quarantine. y'all. I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I mean, yes, the financial aspect, but I don't know the last time I had for me, I was off from March to May. So two months. I don't know the last time I had a full two month vacation or time off. Now I know it may it's not a vacation, but like it was probably in high school when you got out for the summer. Right. And I went to college during some of my high school years. So probably was like 10th grade. So I took full advantage. I woke up when my eyes opened. Yes. I ate three times a day. I made it a point to say, I'm going to eat three times a day. Right. And some people think like, that's not a big deal, but like as a hairstylist, and I'm sure there are mm. other professions, like sometimes you don't even get to go to the bathroom. You right. know what I mean? And I say, you know what? I'm going to make the time to do these things that I never, ever get to do. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, doing hair, this is dirty work. Like you physically get dirty. You know what I mean? Like, so being able to like not be on your feet all day to like just rest your body is physical labor and that's just the surface not to add in the mental and emotional right. things that when you are physically touching someone energies transfer people you know what happens when people sit in your chair all the things that they're like laying on you i enjoy quarantine let me just say it <laughs> one more time like i my body felt so good to like not have to take on those things as much as I think we've been as humans and maybe even probably more so Americans. So we've conditioned ourselves to think that we have to be busy all the time. You right. know what I mean? Like if you're not doing something, then you're not being productive. And that's not true. And I felt like 
you know, self-care, especially during, you know, quarantine, because you are dealing with being out of work, you know, it was super important. So I took it full advantage of it. And I think also, um, it just goes to show people that we are essential. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the time that people didn't have us, I always tell people that everyone that sits in your chair or my chair, which is why this podcast is called If This Chair Could Talk, because Lord knows the things it would say. <laughs> but I think that um, every time someone sits in our chair, like they're trying to escape. They're trying to escape from something. You know, whether it's, you know, the long day at work or the boss that's gotten on their nerves or the kids that they have to go home or the, you know, whatever it is, or, you know, maybe a family member's, you know, sick or somebody needs them or, you know, something, everybody's dealing with something. And a lot of times as a service provider, they let you know exactly what they're dealing with. So a lot of times you're not, you know, it's not so much hair related as it is the emotional and mental connection that they want, you know, with you. So um, along with other people, you know, haven't been out of work and even, you know, like I said, those that might have had, you know, family members that got sick and things like that. I know when I went back that first week, I couldn't even drive home. I was so tired <laughs> because it was like, yeah. like not moving for two months. And then you go right back into that same bad habit of working. You know, obviously, I know we probably all extended our hours and then. You know, you're not making the same amount of money because you're like one person at a time and then you got to wipe down. It was just like, my body was like, whoa. But I think that on top of that, just the people like, they couldn't wait to like let it out and lay it on you, you know what I mean? So it was like a double, you know, load that was, you know, kind of put on it. So I definitely don't think that that would be my takeaway from quarantine is that, you know, the work we do is very much essential. I don't care what, you know, the government or the CDC has to say. It is essential. However, thank you for my time off. Yes. So, yes <laughs> thank you for my time off. Um, I definitely think the government could have helped out a little bit more for those, yeah. you know, of us that, because um, I mean, I know most hair size, like, you know, we don't have medical insurance and you know like you like you say you know we're paying every aspect of you know the business when it comes to expenses and things like that so to have your you know income completely like Uh gone you know that's not fun at all so I definitely hope that like here in Charlotte we are um we're still at 50% capacity as well so we're expecting to hear something by 9-11 so we'll see I'm, I'm hoping that it's sooner than later because I think that, you know, now that I've gotten in a rhythm of like, you know, I can wear the mask now. I, you know, I'm okay. I'm not like dying like I was in the beginning. I've learned which ones to wear and which ones not. Get the disposables. Don't be trying to wear the cute cloth ones because I can't breathe. I do have the face shields as well. But, you know, wiping down. And and I was, I kind of had anxiety in the beginning, like with clients coming in like, okay, is everybody going to remember? Are gonna, am I going to have those that want to like go against the grain and not have theirs and Checking temperatures, it was just a lot. Oh, yes. But I think, like you all said, that, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and hopefully, um, you know, we'll be all out of this soon. Have you guys had any clients that um, had COVID or, like, close family members? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. No scares, though, in the salon, right? I haven't. No, not in the salon. No. Oh, okay. 
I've been really proud of my clients that they've let me know like, Hey, I'm not feeling good. Um, I don't don't think I have COVID, but let me give it another day. And if I still feel like really bad, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go get a test and blah, blah, blah. And they've been really respectful of the fact that if they do bring that in, then that's going to like ruin my books for another few weeks and my health, obviously, but, um, and everyone else's. So everybody's been pretty responsible. Yeah. I did have a few that had it. Obviously, it was during quarantine. So it wasn't like, you know, since we've been back. But I do think that I was nervous that I was gonna have some clients that no matter what they felt like they were still gonna try to come in there and they weren't gonna say anything. And so far, it's been so good. But I definitely think I would have some people that would try to push limit and like tough it out, you know, because that's just how bad like I said, going back to us being essential, it's like, I can't do anything else. Like, let me at least get my hair done. Let me at least like feel better because I look better. You know what I mean? But I mean, I jinx anything. Let's keep on a good path, guys. Stay safe. Do not come okay. <laughs> if right. you're feeling sick, okay? So we just talked about, you know, the possibility of, you know, being unexpected like a pandemic and having multiple streams of income. How long do you guys foresee yourselves continuing to stand behind the chair? What's your retirement or your exit plan? What's the next step for you, if any? Nadine? Well, for me, I'm going to be behind the chair until my son get out of high school at least. And he just yeah, in okay. first grade. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so during that whole process... I'm just putting a little bit of aside for him. For when he do 18, once you make 18, you're on your own, you're grown. You're responsible for yourself. That's the way I was taught. So I just I'm mad at it. take a little bit at a time, put on the side. So you can know you're 18, you're grown, you're on. So I'm going to be behind the chair, go out with him, tell him in high school. <laughs> for 11 more years. Yeah. <laughs> Hurting and everything. <laughs> I, I hear you. But that's a mother's love. Uh, Toya, what about you as a mom? How do you relate? Because me and Julie over here. No children. <laughs> no children. Go ahead, Toya. I see myself probably in the next five, five to six, if not sooner. But I was looking into education, whether it be cosmetology or elementary. Mm-hmm. Don't do kids. Um, <laughs> what'd you say, Nadine? Don't do kids. <laughs> because I think that's why I mean I still love hair but I think if I had that drive I would go a little further but when people get on my nerves is it the drive or is it just the fact that you can't put your foot down you can't put your foot down yeah I can't put my foot down (laughs) but I've been doing better though y'all would be so proud of me though it don't sound like it Toya you talking about if you gonna let somebody run you up out of what you passionate about before you run them up out of your shop, it's no, something ain't adding up. I just feel like like my body, like it's really like hurting. Like but you know, I've been working on it and I've been pushing through it. Like the doctor say better be some biofreeze. That's what she told me. <laughs> <laughs> and wear you some good shoes. That's, that's oh, the yeah. other thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was working alongside a hairstylist in a suite and after a while, um, I started, like, re- limping, like, really bad. And I thought maybe, like, I, I don't know. I kind of was looking at, like, what's wrong with her? And this was after COVID. So I'm kind of like, oh, Lord, what's, what's really wrong? <laughs> but <laughs> after, not that it affects the way you walk, but I was nervous. 
So she came over and she was congratulating me on my new space. And she was telling me how she was about to have double knee replacement surgery. Mm. And um, I was like, is this from doing hair? Or, you know, is it just something that, you know, maybe like she had an injury before? And she was like, no, it's from however many years of her doing hair. And my clients are always like fussing at me about my shirts. Right. And I'm not ever wearing like anything fancy, but I, you know, I love flat shoes and I'll throw on like my Crocs or something like that on my Birkenstocks. And they're always like, you need to get, I'm like, I am not wearing no orthopedic shoes. I'm not putting no, like, no, I don't oh, think yes. so. But when she came over there, it was like, cause I saw how badly she was walking and right. it was an eye opener. Like, oh, okay, they have when longevity like in this your, industry. Uh, Another thing, too, when you feel like you're overwhelmed, take that time off. I mean, like, your your clients are going to be there. It's okay to oh, have absolutely. a stress day. Stress day. I wear su- the support open toe compress stockings to the company. Oh, yeah. I got to make sure I'm right. <laughs> you know? I love it. Well, they need to You got to send us the uh, the open toe up to the knee compress tight so yeah. we can be right too. Oh, yes. Send us oh, to the group because I'm afraid I haven't seen them, but I need them. I sound like yeah. you sound like you got about 30 more in you, Nadine. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to see how far I go them hips. Don't push it. Don't push it. Okay, I won't push it. Julie, what's your uh, retirement plan or what do you see yourself in the next couple of years? You know, I have no idea. I was actually just talking it to, um, I was just talking about this earlier. Like my financial advisor called me like right before COVID to talk about docs and retirement and all that stuff. And he was like, you know, I think it's time like you start putting some more money aside, like monthly, like more than you have been. But if your plan is to retire, like, I mean, I cannot do this till I'm like retirement age. I mean, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I definitely don't think I have 20 years in me or anything like that. So <laughs> he was like, you know, no, like maybe 10, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know though, but I don't even know what the next thing is. I need to start, I really do need to start thinking about that. Cause I still think I'm 15. I forget that I'm almost 40. Yeah. Um, hey, you only as old as you feel. Okay. Well, you know, but I've been wearing Clark's and born and all of the naturalizers and all that. I mean, all of it, they have some cute stuff. You have to look, you have yeah. to shop along old people but you could find some cute stuff like Clark okay. has some decent wedges and so if you want to like I mean you gotta he's looking at me like um, <laughs> they're not that bad but I mean I gotta stand all day so and I want to look cute or taller or whatever but yeah so he he was telling me how much I need to put aside and I, that means I will live no fun life while I'm young so I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna do but I need to think about that more I'm going to have to yeah. come back to me on that one. I'm still working on that answer. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I agree. I don't think I'll be doing this. I want to be able to do this as long as I want to do it. And I yeah. want to be able to choose when I go to work. You know what I mean? I want to be able to do hair like when I want to. You know what I mean? So that could change, you know, as far as what age that looks like. But mm-hmm. if I want to be at retirement age, what's retirement? What, 60? I think three or five. I don't know. Say it's 65. If I want to do hair, like I still, I don't want to be so burnt out on it that like I hate it, you know, but if I want to do hair and go in, because I think that, I don't think that I'm ever the type of person that I'll just sit ever like be like a stay at home kind of girl. You know what I mean? Like I like to work and I'm passionate about doing hair and I like doing it, but I want to be like, well, hey, I'll be in next Friday. Who wants to come? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? kind of thing. I don't want to be like 
how I was, you know, this past week where I was work, you know, today's been the first day off since, I don't know, over 10 days, you know what I mean? But I do understand like the, you know, importance of putting in, putting in the work now and you know, that it's going to pay off. So um, I agree with y'all having multiple streams, making money in your sleep, because that's going to be the key to us being able to all be somewhere on the beach, kicking it, talking about this very moment, 10, 20 (laughs) years from now. You're doing that now, though. I see your Instagram, girl. You being all over the place. (laughs) But here's the thing, and this is what I want to change. I tell people all the time because all my clients are like, oh, my God, where have you been now, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like I work like a slave before I go and And after after when I come back. It's like that time, I'm going to pay for it big time, either before or after. So I don't want it to always be like that you know so yes I enjoy it and I like so you said like I feel like I need those mental breaks because I can't be the best that I can be if like I'm worn down so I definitely believe in that but I just don't I don't want to be like I like the demand I like the people you know think highly enough me to keep me booked out but I do tell people like I'm not for everybody I'm not trying to take everybody I don't care about like all of that I'm not going to work myself into the ground. So, um, well, before we close out, I want to end on like a funny note. And I want you guys to tell everyone what was your first impression (laughs) of each other. Or maybe like the class cosmetology superlative. Like who would you say was like the class clown or like out of our group? Like things like that. How would you classify each of us? So. Toya, what would you say about Julie? What was your first impression or what title would you give Julie? She was real friendly and open, like from jump, first day. And I loved her hair because I think it was kind of a. Was Red. It kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. it was real pretty. Yeah. 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 She's been funny since day one. So the yes. funniest would be Julie. Julie. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Julie always knew how to make us laugh, no matter how mad we might have been at our teacher who could not pay attention and keep uh, <laughs> herself together. Yes. Or, you know, her other cousins that... Cousins. Because all my cousins. I'm so sorry all about my cousins. <laughs> but she always managed to make us smile. Nadine, um, what was your first impression of Julie? Would you agree? Yeah, she was funny. Yeah. Yeah, very funny. What did you think about Toya? Toya ass was never on time. Far. <laughs> <laughs> Toya was late to school, Nadine? First day. Oh. Because <laughs> it was an accident on the interstate. The fact that yes. y'all remember this. I know. I'm this so long ago. Me too. <laughs> Ask Lindsay how far I stay from Baton Rouge. Lindsay knows where I'm from. How far I am from the school. Yeah, about an hour. In the woods. Yeah. (laughs) You had an hour every day? Every day. If the traffic wasn't bad. Nadine, if Toya was our client and she was coming to our appointment, what are we going to tell her? You got to go. Turn around. Turn around. (laughs) (laughs) You can go going back through the side door. <laughs> the front door, the exit, the emergency door. But I can't see you. I hear you. Uh, what did we think about Lindsay? Hey, baby. What do we think I'm about Lindsay? Is that okay, guys? I'm going to put something. Oh. This is the world of 
mothers and working moms. So, <laughs> yeah. hey, it is what Sorry. it is. I got to nurse my baby. So, it was funny because wasn't it uh, the first day of school, Lindsay had a silk press, and I can't remember, somebody didn't know how to use the nozzle at the shampoo. <gasps> oh, my God. And they wet my hair. I went <laughs> oh. I don't remember that either. You remember that, Julie? No. <laughs> you don't? Lindsay <laughs> no. was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I do remember Don't everybody worry. getting soaked and wet though whenever we started learning how to wash hair. I feel like it was just a hot mess. She was like scrubbing my scalp. I was like, all right, girl, we're gonna have to like I'm bleeding a little bit. I'm bleeding a little bit. Just a little bit like <laughs> a, little bit. a little too much. Who did that? Toya. Toya. Oh yeah. For real? <laughs> yes. It's a one though. <laughs> I my first impression of Lindsay, well, I, let me just say this is, and we'll get into this in another episode, but who does Lindsay sound like? Oh my God. When she talks. <laughs> I'm not going to give it away. I'll maybe save this for a clip and see what everyone in the comments says. But I recognized her, her accent was very New Orleans whenever we first met, and it still is, but um, that was the first. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so funny, y'all, because people always say, like, some people are like, oh, I don't hear your accent. But I'm like, you know, if they hear me, like, with another person that's from Louisiana, right. and out. I guess it shifts, and they're like, what do you feel like? You have no, listen, right. I got friends that are way, way more Southern than I am. I don't have an accent at all, at all comparison to some of my friends. But Lindsay, everyone, is the person that taught me how to do sew-ins in hair okay. school. I did not know how to braid to save my life. And <laughs> Lindsay is the reason why I am a master of extensions and I oh love doing it. But that. it's because of Lindsay. <laughs> so thank you, Lindsay. And she is why no problem. when people ask me to show them something, it's like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I'll pay you or this and that. And, you know, honestly, I feel like it's enough hair to go around for everybody. And <laughs> I feel like someone took the time to teach me something that I didn't mm -hmm. know. And so I'm never worried about like, oh, you know, you're gonna take food off of my plate if I teach you how to do something. Because the truth of the matter is that can't nobody do it like me. And can't nobody right. do what you know how to do like you. So it's, you know, it's it's not that deep. So thank you, Lindsay. And that's no that's problem. what um, I most appreciate about Lindsay. Y'all, what did we think about Nadine? <laughs> she was funny. She talked so fast. But it, after yes. a while, I understood what she was saying. Zero Nadine, tolerance. Nadine has zero tolerance for, for anything. For zero tolerance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never, Nadine, I who scared. did you talk to was first? Like, was it probably yeah. me because of our last names? I think I sat by you. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Nadine kind of warmed up to us, you know. She she saw a kiki in with us after a while when she. <laughs> When she saw we were just as serious as her, too. We we, we was trying to graduate, too, with you, Nadine. <laughs> sure. But I think she was, out of the group, probably the most focused. Yeah. Like, she would, you know, she was the most, like, you know, like that. Who, did I miss anybody? Okay, wait, what did y'all think about me? <laughs> Zero tolerance. The same. <laughs> Them Stevenson sisters. Cousins, but I feel like Chastity was quiet. She was quiet. Too, but after she warmed up. 
Yeah, she yeah. was quiet. Yeah, yeah, I. yeah no, yeah, you had like to like people, warm up so. to you, I feel like. It was quiet. <laughs> but when was it we all warmed up to each other? Because remember, we started doing lunch and cooking for each other. <laughs> doing each other hair, all that stuff. I guess once we realized that we was the only ones that really cared about doing hair in our class. <laughs> Basically. I do think that's what yeah. brought us all kind of together, too, was that. Like, I think we all were on the same page as far as, you know, taking this seriously and, and having some fun. But also, like, you know, we wanted to make a career out of this. And we wanted to graduate on time and not be a hot mess like everybody else in our class was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully none of them are listening, too, by the way. Well, I was just about to say, if any of you are listening... Just hey. know that we still think that we're better than you. Yes. No, I'm joking. Top <laughs> five, baby. They, they know we were the top five, so we don't need to sugarcoat that. But I am so happy to hear that each one of you guys are still doing, you know, um, great work and successful and amazing moms and all that good stuff. And I wish you nothing but the best. I'd like you said, we're going to get through this as far as COVID is concerned. And we have to do better. I definitely have to do better. Cause I think if it wasn't for like, maybe like, I think Lindsay and Toya or Julie, Nadine, we got to work on um, being yes, more y'all. social. But y'all know I love you. Yes, all we do. Same. We love you too. We love you too. So, um, but thank you again for talking with us and sharing, um, you know, what it's been like for the last 12 years for you. And I wish you nothing but the best. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Bye, y'all. See Bye. you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.